This week started out with someone attempting to do the impossible, and also more evidence that mergers and acquisitions are terrible for once-beloved businesses, and further proof that some people, they simply cannot go out in public anymore without ruining things for others. And finally, some new footage of Bigfoot? Ladies and gentlemen, we maybe got him? I love, I you know, when times are tough, it's the cryptids who will keep us all company. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, first things first, though, after an entire weekend of demonstrating clear cognitive decline through a series of bizarre appearances, a judge working on one of the many cases against Donald Trump has attempted to do something that no one else has, force him to just shut the fuck up by way of gag order. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, let's take a look at the wild weekend he's had, starting with this first clip, which was pre-recorded and then released, despite some truly bizarre phrasing, which seems to directly accuse... Republican politicians of eating babies. Okay. But remember, Republicans eat their young. They really do. They eat their young. Terrible statement, but it's true. I mean, he said it's true. Yeah. If anyone would know, it'd be him. So That's true. Yeah, he has the inside track on all this. If, if you take everything else this guy says at face value, you obviously you're gonna you're gonna have to believe him when he tells you that republicans eat their young mm -hmm. especially considering this wasn't a recording of a live speech anyone in the room could have asked him to reshoot that part hey can we cut the republicans eat babies part? why i said i said what i said no leave it in mm -hmm. they they were like leave that shit in there it's gold it's gonna really get the people going no one's cutting my money shot out of this beautiful piece of cinema did he just say what i think he said is he really exposing yeah, our baby eating? It. Yeah, he said it. He tells it like it is. And he'll eat his own kids, too, if they testify against him. Not barren, though. Too big. Too bony. Can't fit him in the mouth. Yeah, he's like a big toothpick. Anyway, let, let, let's just watch that one more time yeah. real quick. But remember, Republicans eat their young. They really do. They eat their young. Terrible statement, but it's true. But that wasn't all, because Trump did, in fact, deliver some speeches at rallies over the weekend, which also included numerous gaffes, mumbles, and signs of clear confusion. Uh, here are just a few short clips where he fails to pronounce Hamas correctly. Crushed the murderous Iranian regime with sanctions and starved Hamas and... Claims that flypaper no longer exists because of the wokeness. You know, I said the other day, we, I was at a place, and there's a beautiful place, but they had, like, flies... And I said, get flypaper. They said, sir, they're not allowed to sell it anymore because of cruelty to animals. They actually said that. I don't know. Can you get flypaper? It used to be great, right? But they said, you can't do that anymore, sir. It's cruelty. What the hell is going on with this country? And started up this year's war on Christmas, a full two weeks before even Halloween. Yeah, we'll turn that around. Just like I said years ago, we're going to turn Christmas around. Remember, the department stores weren't, re they refused to use the word Chris Christmas. They wouldn't say Merry Christmas. They'd say Happy New Year. They'd have red, they'd have everything perfect. I said, where's Christmas? And by the time we finished, they all had Christmas up there. So, yes, it is probably for the best that someone attempted to, or at least partially was able to shut him up. For his own good. Uh -huh. And as you could probably assume, he is not exactly taking this well. But let's look into the gag order itself first, and here's Politico. A federal judge has barred Donald Trump from attacking witnesses, prosecutors, and court staff involved in his Washington, D.C. criminal case, imposing a gag order that sharply escalates the tension between Trump's 2024 bid for the presidency and the realities of his status as a criminal defendant. First Amendment protections yield to the administration of justice and to the protection of witnesses, Judge Tanya Chutkin said Monday as she issued the gag order. 
His presidential candidacy does not give him carte blanche to vilify public servants who are simply doing their job. Complying with Chuckin's order will require a significant shift in Trump's public demeanor. He routinely uses his social media megaphone and rally speeches to assail his lead federal prosecutor, special counsel Jack Smith, as deranged. Trump also has taken to branding the lawyers working under Smith as thugs. Those comments, Chutkin said, risk poisoning the proceedings. And their reporting continues, acknowledging Trump's broad right to weigh in on public policy issues as he pursues a second term in the White House, Chutkin said nevertheless that Trump could not launch a pre-trial smear campaign against those who might testify against him. She said she would consider sanctions if she observes any violations. She did not elaborate on those sanctions, although she said she planned to issue a written order with further details. The pronouncement raises the prospect that Trump could face punishment, ranging from restrictions on his use of social media all the way up to potential pretrial incarceration if he continues to mount public attacks on Smith and his team or witnesses likely to testify in his March trial. Oh my God, he's totally going to fucking do it. All the way till March? There's no way this guy keeps his mouth shut. Yeah, not even on accident, though. He's going to do this on purpose because, like... Yeah, he's going to want to test it. He's going to run off off of uh, on being censored. And he's already Big, fundraising the deep off of it. deep state is trying to sense, uh, silence me. Yes, uh, he's indicated as much. And yeah, it look, so this doesn't bar him from making political statements. So I think that he's probably just going to come up with whatever comes the closest to just barely stepping over the line. And then if someone does put, you know gives him some kind of punishment for this, mm -hmm. he will be able to use it to fundraise. He's going to start doing what, like, TikTokers do, where they... They just, say unalive? Yeah, just use... Coming up with just, like, a laundry list of new euphemisms that only his followers understand, and yeah. to anyone else it sounds completely insane. Well, this is what they've been preparing for for years with the Q uh, translation stuff. Yeah. He's going to actually start speaking in codes now and blow everyone's mind. It's come to this. Yeah. Now, for his part, Trump released uh, the following statement via fundraising email after news of the gag order went public. A gag order has officially been imposed on me at the request of Joe Biden. <laughs> While I am restricted in what I can say right now, here is my one message to the public. Make America great again. The Biden administration can try and gag me, but they can never gag the American people. Uh, so he and what remains of his legal team will appeal the order, but uh, until then, you can count on his fail son, you know the one, mm -hmm. to get out there and let everyone know exactly what's on his mind. An Obama-appointed judge, Tanya Chokin, issued a gag order that said, my father can no longer criticize Jack Smith or his deputies. Someone get this man a towel. Uh, yeah, and some uh, something to come down on because yeah. he is peaking right Someone now. Someone get this man some of that, uh, what's that emergency injector? Uh, that you, they, they have him at like bars and stuff now. Narcan? Get this man some Narcan. Yeah, calm him down. Anyway, he seems to be suffering from the side effects of whatever's happening to his dad because Don Jr. slipped into his own little slurred and incoherent babbling during his most recent show, which we've brought this up before, but his show is called Triggered. Mm -hmm. And that's incredibly ironic considering the entire show is just him being triggered by everything. Yeah, and it has the logo right there. So it, yeah. every screenshot of it, Don of Jr. Raging, is triggered. Yeah. Anyway, check this out. Big tech, they'll put all the articles that are out there, you know, on page 476 after glowing CNN reports, one after the other, because they care about the objective. The means justify the ends. The high interest rates combating the inflation has made homeownership 
almost impossible for many Americans. If inflation is basically stagnant, yeah, yeah. The, the price of a hair curler, you know, maybe, maybe has come down a little bit, or at least the inflation on it has come down a bit. Inflation there isn't rampant. It's like, well, if you take out those things that you actually need on a day-to-day -day basis, things look lovely. Well, if you need those, that's different. I mean, you know. I mean, these are not serious people. Calm down. Seriously, this... It would be weird if Don Jr. had a heart attack before his death. You know, sometimes the genes, those good genes, they don't always pass on. That's right. Baron got all the good genes. How he isn't signed to the NBA already is... Baron's going to be our first seven-foot president. Step aside, Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't need the stovepipe hat to, no. to make that height. No. But let's shift over to mergers and acquisitions now, because one of the few remaining services dedicated to music, music discovery, and merchandise for artists is getting absolutely gutted after it was acquired by Tim Sweeney and Epic Games just... Tim just, Weenie? Yeah, just over a year ago. Among a slew of other cost-cutting measures, Epic has sold Bandcamp to a music licensing company, resulting in half of the Bandcamp employees, around, around 250 people, being let go. It sucks. Yeah. Back in March of last year, everyone was collectively holding their breath when Epic, the company behind Fortnite, bought Bandcamp for an undisclosed amount of money, and that was later revealed to be close to $300 million. Bandcamp is one of the last and best marketplaces for independent musicians to earn a living online through digital album sales, as well as physical media and merchandise. It's also one of the better places to discover new music that you might have otherwise missed. It's pretty much the only major platform whose business model isn't uh, actively exploiting the people who make uh, the product on the marketplace. In fact, to their credit, over the last year after the acquisition, they were still doing Bandcamp Fridays, where they would waive all of the fees. Yeah. It would, it, it, probably as, when you consider its size, the last good independent yeah. music outlet. And still, I mean, like, fairly, I guess, kind of niche at this point. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's no comparatively sized platform out there that actually puts the interests of artists uh, first. And if you do care about audio quality, when you buy a digital product on Bandcamp, uh, you're you're getting like the you can download the highest quality possible files. If you if you say you can tell the difference with oh, I need flax, you're lying. Or you have the ears of a, a, a angelic young child. Yes. Uh, my ears are shot. I can't tell the difference. Give me the shittiest MP3 you got. Well, that sounds just fine to me. Also, like. <laughs> a lot of people who are downloading these high quality files are just listening on Bluetooth headphones anyway, and it's it, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, but still, the fact that you get the option and yeah, that is nice. And it, uh, Bandcamp was great because uh, artists would you know I, I have vinyl and they would put uh, download codes that you could redeem on Bandcamp. Yeah. And get those files for your digital collection. So. It was just it's it's a great service overall. So yeah. it really sucks. so of course they had to go and fucking ruin it. Uh huh. So yeah, when the buyout was made public last year, everyone was confused as to what Epic Games, the Fortnite company, might have in store for the platform and how it would integrate with other products that they have. Yeah. With their official press release about the acquisition, doing little to elaborate on that and the questions people had. Yeah. Uh, from their post at the time, fair and open platforms are critical to the future of the creator economy. Epic and Bandcamp share a mission of building the most artist-friendly platform that enables creators to keep the majority of their hard-earned money. Bandcamp will play an important role in Epic's vision to build out a creator marketplace ecosystem for content, technology, games, art, music, and more. 
Turns out that was all a lie. They got you. But some have alluded to the fact that this buyout, it might have just had something to do with Epic's ongoing battle with the Google Play Store, allowing them to use examples of incompatibility with app-based billing through Bandcamp's monetization system. Uh, here's from an Ars Technica article about a month after the acquisition. In March, there were a lot of questions surrounding why the creator of Fortnite and the Unreal Engine would buy an independent music site. One line of commentary from Music Business Worldwide founder Tim Ingham seems to have nailed Epic's strategy. Ingham notes that Epic failed to get Apple to reduce its 30% App Store cut, in part because the alternative model Epic could demonstrate to the court, the Epic Game Store and its 12% fee, wasn't profitable. Apple's lawyers argued the unprofitability of Epic's Game Store justified Apple's 30% fees. Bandcamp is a profitable digital content business, though. Bandcamp has a searchable content store, and it hosts and delivers the content by charging artists a 10-15% to 15 commission. Ingham predicted Epic would hold up Bandcamp's business model as a viable alternative to Apple and Google's App Store fees, and that Epic would use its new acquisition to attack App Store owners. Bandcamp is used as an example of what harm this billing system will cause, arguing that Bandcamp's business model is mostly incompatible with Google Play billing. Epic raises several issues with Google's billing system. First, that Bandcamp's payment system is custom-built to maximize efficiency and minimize costs, allowing artists to be paid within 24 to 48 hours of a sale. Google Play takes 15 to 45 days to pay out, and Bandcamp's speedy system is meant to help independent artists pay monthly bills on time. Second, Epic says Bandcamp's ability to give artists 82% of revenue would be harmed if Google takes a 30% cut. So this acquisition, was it was, just, was it just Epic buying a legitimate argument against Google's revenue-sharing model? Yeah, I mean, it, it could pretty be. pretty cynical. Yeah, uh. but <laughs> if for some reason they could use this to prove uh, in, in, a, in a courtroom against Google and that would eventually net them billions of dollars, I could see why spending $300 million would make sense to them, they, I guess. They bought, they bought it as a gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say if that's what happened here, but in the months since the acquisition, Epic at least kept their word that there wouldn't be substantial changes to Bandcamp as a service. That is, until Epic ran into money troubles of their own after the absolutely massive spending spree they'd been on over the past few years in the wake of Fortnite's success, and also just literally giving away games yeah. on a weekly basis. They and, uh, and you'd ask, how, how is this how sustainable? Is, and it uh, turns out it's, it's fucking not. No, it turns out that uh, with the, the benefit of hindsight, all of these tech industry disruptors from yeah, every, uh, car hailing services yeah. to all of food the, delivery. All of the disruption that's happened in tech in the last decade plus has been just literally the result of spending people spending money they don't have Yeah, in the hopes that eventually they corner enough of the market that they can pay it back. And the batting average on that strategy is so fucking low, it's crazy that it became so widespread. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, things are well worse off without than it would have been otherwise. Yeah. They've kind of ruined a lot of stuff. So anyway, now as things float back down to reality, they've announced large layoffs and cost-cutting measures, announcing back in September that around 830 employees would be out of work and that they'd be divesting from projects like Bandcamp. On Monday of this week, it was announced that Epic had indeed sold Bandcamp to everyone's favorite company, a company we all know and love. Come on down. Song Trader. Oh, Song Trader, yes. The... It's like Auto Trader, but it's for songs. Sure. Uh, yeah, I've... No, I have... No one's heard of this Bandcamp company. is in good hands. Actually, I don't know what kind of hands they're in. Song Trader. Here's Kotaku with more on that. 
Epic Games, which acquired Bandcamp just a year ago, laid off roughly half its staff today after finalizing its sale to music licensing company SongTrader amid wide-scale cuts at the Fortnite Maker. One former employee told Kotaku that nobody's heard from Bandcamp co-founder Ethan Diamond since the sale was announced. Quote, over the past few years, the operating costs of Bandcamp have significantly increased, SongTrader wrote in a statement. It required some adjustments to ensure a sustainable and healthy company that can serve its community of artists and fans. After a comprehensive evaluation, including the importance of roles for smooth business operations and pre-existing functions at SongTrader, 50% of Bandcamp employees have accepted offers to join SongTrader. And that last quote is one hell of a way to spin that they actually let go half the workforce. Well, I guess they just, they must not have accepted the offer. Yeah. SongTrader did nothing wrong, apparently. Yeah. Also wild that uh, Bandcamp historically has been a profitable company. Yeah, I don't know. What are they, what are they specifically talking about? Like, oh, they've, they, they've really run into some business troubles. It's like, uh, well, what? For comparison, uh, a24 is kind of going through this now too because yeah. when when Epic buys a company for 300 million dollars you would assume that that company is valued at 300 million dollars and the same thing's kind of happening with A24 where investment firms are yeah, buying finally, out hey parts start of it. making some slop yeah ruin your brand they, we need money they have potentially as you might argue uh inflated the actual value of the company to something that it was never yeah. meant to be at yeah yeah, the A24 thing's real upsetting because it, it I mean, for about a decade, like, the A24 brand is, it is a seal of quality. Like, I, there's obviously been a lot of A24 movies that I didn't really care for, but, like, in it, general, it, it was yeah. never slop. <laughs> it was always, like, even the stuff I didn't like, I'm like, okay, well, at least this was, like, someone's unique uh, Yeah, they really idea. went for it. Yeah, they went for it. Didn't work for me. Um, but uh, now they're, basically, they announced they're going to be uh, moving into like larger budget productions, and it's like, okay, well, once you start doing that, yeah, and you got you owe a bunch of people money, uh, that's when the slot machine kicks into high gear. Yeah, uh, Bandcamp probably could have operated as a profitable company independent for forever. Yeah, but when but you, those when profits in, are not big enough. Yes, and well, when you, you value call that a profit at three hundred million dollars, yeah. you're gonna want to get that money back. And look. I get it. If you're the owner of Bandcamp, it's going to be fucking hard to not be like, uh, yeah, I'll take $300 million, bye. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Disappointing. Uh, yeah, so one of the best summaries, though, of this timeline of Bandcamp over the past year or so was summed up by the band Deerhoof, who said in a tweet, Bandcamp, extremely profitable company, uniquely beloved of musicians and music fans alike, riding a wave of public goodwill, decides to sell themselves to a billionaire who then dumps them off to another billionaire who now fires half the company. And so it goes. Sad. Yeah. It's a the, tale uh, as old as time. The enshittification of the internet. Uh-huh. All right, we have more news for you in just a sec, but first we have to thank today's sponsor for allowing us to stay independent and not sell our channel to Tim Weenie and yeah. Epic Games. He's always knocking down the door and said, how yeah. much is it going to cost, guys? Sorry, Tim, you can't afford me. Yeah. I have character i i want 301 million dollars i've got something you can't buy yes integrity <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh today's episode is sponsored by liquid iv a product we both use constantly even before they sponsored our show mm -hmm. i picked up a new pack yesterday at my 
my monthly trip to Costco. At your own expense. At my own expense. That's right. I love it that much. Mm -hmm. Hydration isn't only for people training for championships and marathons. It's about daily maintenance, whether it's for short runs, hikes, daily activities, gardening, whatever. Proper functional hydration is essential, and Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. You can use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down in the afternoon, after a night out with friends, or on long flights. With just one stick, you can hydrate two times faster than water alone, plus get essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes as leading sports drinks. Liquid IV comes in 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. And yeah, yeah I've been running a whole bunch. I did uh, uh, 10 miles last week in one run, and I had it pre and post because... Uh, yeah, there is a point, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of water, but there is a point where uh, the water isn't cutting it. You're, you have been shedding, you've been sweating things out that need to come back. Whether it's, uh, you know, running a marathon or walking the streets of Las Vegas, drinking a little too much and uh, ruining your hydration, Liquid IV can definitely help. It's good for all those things. Uh, here's the details, though. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. It's made with quality ingredients. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco like Elliot did, or you can get 20% off. Elliot, you should have used the code. Uh, damn. Support your own show, Elliot. Uh, yep. <laughs> Go to liquidiv.com and use our code TODAYDAILY, all one word, at checkout. That is 20% off anything when you shop Better Hydration Today using promo code TODAYDAILY at liquidiv.com. There's also a link in the description below. All right, back to the news now, and I feel like we should probably do some lighter stuff to start out the second half of the show. So it brings us great pleasure to announce that finally, some new footage of the ever-elusive Bigfoot, also known as the Sasquatch. Yeah, and... De Not to be Den confused with the skunk ape. And Denver Riggleman's lover. Bigfoot. Yes. Bigfoot has finally uh, been filmed yet again. Mm -hmm. uh, it's made its way online thanks to a couple visiting Colorado on vacation. Mm -hmm. What are the chances? You'll visit Colorado, you're going to, oh, I'm going to see some trees, some mountains. Nope. You're also getting Bigfoot. Yeah. Luckily, they were at a distance. Uh, yeah. A, 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 a really safe distance. Such a safe distance that you can barely make out what the fuck they're even looking at. But <laughs> yeah. they seem very convinced that it's Bigfoot. And yeah. I choose to believe. So we're not entirely sure if we can show the footage. It might be some viral hog shit at mm -hmm. this point. But we will link to the video in the description below and provide the details from a local NBC affiliate. We do got to say, as far as dumb, fun, cryptid sightings go, this is as good a video as you're probably going to get. Mm -hmm. And it almost, almost rivals the famous uh, footage from... So many decades ago. Yeah. We want to believe that Bigfoot is even less than aliens, uh, just completely implausible. But mm -hmm. if it if it turned out to be true, I would be delighted. Yeah. Maybe Bigfoot is the alien. And he's been dropped here by all of those oh. unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah. we There's Bigfoots all around, but you don't see them because they're flying around. Yeah, that's right. They can zoom up really quick and disappear. Um, Luckily for this, this but couple, that though. doesn't that doesn't gel with the fact that as we know, aliens are about yay big. They shrink. Them. And, uh, uh, Bigfoot shrinks oh, to fit into the ah. much like a cat. As long as Bigfoot can get his head into the spaceship, the rest of the body will follow. All right. Yeah. 
Anyway, here's NBC4. A now viral video captured by a couple vacationing for their wedding anniversary shows what appears to be the elusive Bigfoot <laughs> lurking in the mountains of Southern Colorado. <laughs> the elusive Bigfoot. We just can't get him. He's so elusive. He's eluded us yet again. <laughs> right? We get this close. We get this close to Bigfoot. And he, he slips away. Yeah, he's like Dr. Claw on Inspector Gadget. Every episode, oh, they're going to get Bigfoot this time. No. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to get him. According to Fox News, on October 8th, Shannon Parker and her husband, Stetson, <laughs> named after the hat, <laughs> we're, <laughs> <10 gals? laughs> we're celebrating their 10th wedding anniversary in southwestern Colorado and decided to take the, the narrow gauge train from Durango to Silverton with the intent of spotting some elk in the mountains. But something otherworldly may have been lurking in those mountains. In them, their mountains. In them, their mountains. Something otherworldly. Hey, Stetson. We were simply taking... My name is Stetson, and we were taking the train from Durango to Silverton. When... Oh, my stars and goddesses, is that the elusive Bigfoot? <laughs> I never seen a foot so big in my entire life. My hat nearly jumped 10 feet off the top of my head. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh. <coughs> Shannon posted the encounter on Facebook and said her husband originally spotted something tall and hairy moving among the brush on a mountainside. And I was like, you behave, husband. Let's wait till we get back to the hotel. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm serious. I'm not talking about my dick. It's the elusive Bigfoot. Though with the size of those feet, you can only assume, and based on Denver Riggleman's uh, erotic fan fiction, that Bigfoot does have a big dong as well. He's gotta. Yeah. Is Denver Riggleman still doing... Uh, no, he got voted out of Congress after one term because he was like like one of the few Republicans who was like, all right, I'm not down with this insurrection shit. He's actually turned out to be, I mean, he's still a Republican, but he's he's turned out to be a pretty decent, like probably at like the top one percentile. Uh, he, he, he's a podcaster now. He, he does like uh, sort of a mix of like cryptid stuff and also like current events. It's cool. just the, the Denver Riggleman show. Yeah, great. Well, I can't wait for his next book. Yeah. Yeah. Quote, it was at least six, seven feet or taller. It matched the sage in the mountains so much that he's like camouflaged when crouching down, Shannon told the New York Post. If you asked before our trip, we would have said maybe Bigfoot <laughs> could be real, but now we're convinced. Okay. The comments on the video range from conspiracy theorists arguing the creature is a man in a costume to Bigfoot enthusiasts supporting the irrefutable evidence. Shannon told the New York Post that the train conductor said there have been similar cryptid sightings in those mountains in before. In their mountains <laughs> Oh, y'all seen Bigfoot? Yeah, we got, I don't know, every two, three train trips, we see a Bigfoot out there. Uh -huh. it's nothing new to us. This is like when my wife, anytime we go to like a bar or restaurant, she asks if the place is haunted, and 100% of the time, it's haunted. Oh, yeah, I've seen stuff here <laughs> yeah. all the time. Once we shut down and kick everyone out, you wouldn't believe the sounds yeah. we hear. Everyone wants to believe. I mean, I've heard some crazy stories, but it's, I'm like, they, it, not every fucking bar in America is haunted. Come on. Yeah, that's your. It's a lot of it is just your mind playing tricks on you. And it may be a little too much to drink. Yeah. But uh, your wife's got the powers, though. She can sense all that. Uh, she, uh, she's working on unexplained it. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whether the sighting was an actual Bigfoot or not. We may never know, but for Shannon and her husband, their minds are made up. Quote, I don't know about y'all, but we believe. Shannon's Facebook post reads, I want to get a Bigfoot costume and just go walk out in the fucking wilderness. You'll get shot. Well, You'll get murdered. 
I'll. Uh, oh my God! I finally bagged me a Bigfoot. That is, that is the fucked up thing. Yeah. You can't you can't act like Bigfoot anymore. If, if with ways to think if cryptids, the way they are. if cryptids were real, uh, if we finally discovered a living Bigfoot, that Bigfoot would cease to be living within seconds of being discovered. Yeah, much like the hitchhiking robot, uh, Bigfoot would be uh, beaten to death on any major city street. Do they have cryptids in Europe? <laughs> I feel like they have to. They got I, a bunch of they got shit trolls over there. up in like the Scandinavian countries. In the fjords. Yeah, that's a fun cryptid. They're like, well, yeah, you can't see them because uh, when they when they hold still, they turn into rocks. They got Loch, the Loch Ness monster. Oh fuck! Yeah, you're right. They got the Loch Ness monster. I'm sure they got them all over Europe. Europe's old as fuck. They got so many superstitions and stuff over there. Europeans, tell us about your cryptids. Yeah, post all your cryptids. Below. Do they have a cryptid in Australia other than the the drop bear? Of course, they must. I think the drop bear is a pretty good one. But that's like that's not a cryptid. That's a when you're in Australia. That's a joke. Do, do you really need a cryptid? Yeah, that's when, true. When reality is scarier <laughs> than any beast, nature's any made-up beast. No need for cryptids here. Well, leave your leave your international cryptids in the comments below. I'm I'm actually curious. I feel like we're gonna see somebody be like, oh yeah, I, I forgot yeah, because I spot. you know you hear about all the American cryptids. The uh, Jersey Devil. The Mothman of West Virginia. Uh, uh, the uh, what's the one that uh, from Mexico? The Chupacabra. Chupacabra. We've there's got, some pretty weird chupacabra uh, stories out yeah, there. Yeah, well, and there's also, so there's Bigfoot, and then there's the skunk ape in Florida. Yeah. And, and there's, like, skinwalkers in the southwest. Yeah. That's more of, like, a supernatural one, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, that one's real creepy, too. Yeah, we're, maybe. Canada's got the Wendigo. Okay. That's a pretty scary one, too. Yeah. Um, North America just does it better. Sorry, Europe. Yeah. Prove us wrong in the comments. We got the, all the best cryptids. Yeah, we got nobody's as nobody's as batshit insane yeah. as Americans. <laughs> I swear to God, I went in the woods and saw an actual devil. He was red and had a pointy tail. Yeah, uh, we're we're wild up here. And then meanwhile, all like the old school cryptids ended up just being like whales. Yeah, <laughs> like mermaids and stuff. Yeah. Just like, oh, that's a manatee, actually. Yeah, sorry, my mistake. What do you mean that's a manatee? I just fucked it. <laughs> It was a beautiful woman. <laughs> That's a beautiful woman. That's a beautiful large woman. How dare you? Yeah. Oof. Uh, but anyway, speaking of large creatures capable of ripping you limb from limb if you dare get too close, we recently spoke about grizzly bears doing grizzly bear things and humans being, unfortunately, in most cases, caught in the crossfire. Yeah. But what if you encountered a grizzly bear and lived to tell the tale? Would you be so eager for a rematch? Some Americans... As you know, are convinced that they would win a fight against a grizzly. And this next guy is no exception. In fact, despite being just clearly losing his first battle with a grizzly, along with part of his face, he is itching for round two. And he claims that this time, things are going to be different. How many times have we got to teach you this lesson, old man? This time he's going to win, Elliot. No, uh, not unless he builds that, uh, that <laughs> suit, the bear suit. <laughs> Uh, I can never remember the guy's name, but he had like... Where they like shove him down a hill and stuff to prove that... Yeah, there's yeah. a documentary about this. I haven't watched it or found it, but yeah, this guy really wanted to like fight a bear. And mm -hmm. so he was designing a bear-proof suit. And he like, he iterated. There was like, yeah. his final one was like the Ma the Mark VI or whatever. But the, and there's, the mobility there's that, is so bad that you yeah. would never be able to do anything to the yeah. bear. Yeah, the videos are hilarious though. It's just him getting like hit by cars and like yeah. having like giant logs thrown at him and just falling. Be like, I'm okay. Yeah. You, you could, I guess, with that suit, survive, but you're not yeah. going to beat the grizzly. Right. And, yeah, you just wear it down until it's tired and then kick it or something. Mm -hmm. But it, this guy, he's ready for round two. 
despite some uh, pretty uh, severe injuries uh, in well, round one. Well, uh, best of luck, I guess. Here's Insider with more on this former Navy SEAL. Oh, okay. He's a Navy SEAL. The odds just changed. Yeah. He's still going to die, though. A man who survived a grizzly bear attack that left him without part of his jaw <laughs> is, pre Jesus. is preparing to be released from the hospital and has some fighting words for the bear. Quote, I will win round two. Rudy Norlander, 61, wrote on a whiteboard at a press conference Friday. A grizzly bear attacked Norlander on September 8th while he was searching for a dead deer that a couple of hunters had lost in Custer Gallatin National Forest. A small grizzly bear appeared nearby, and Norlander pulled out his gun to try to scare the bear. Bad move. At the same time, a larger bear appeared. <sighs> Norlander Davis wrote that her father's gun misfired, and all he could do was punch the bear in hopes of slowing it down. Unfortunately, it did not. And after the first punch, the grizzly was on top of Rudy, Norlander Davis wrote. The grizzly left a large scratch down his right chest, bit his arms and legs, and to top it all off, gave him what Rudy describes as the most disgusting French kiss of his life before biting down and tearing off his lower jaw. Fuck! <laughs> Norlander was rushed to the hospital oh. and has since had three jaw surgeries to reconstruct his face. But look, now Jesus that he's fucking Christ. Now that he's part man, part machine, ready to get back out into those, into that forest, and show this bear who's boss. I feel like he got off light. Yeah, no, I mean, it just even surviving an attack, especially an attack where uh, the cub showed up first. Yeah, like when it's a protective mother bear, that's that's bad. Bad news. Not discounting this guy's toughness because he did survive a grizzly bear attack. But the hubris involved in uh, yeah. even joking about round two makes me believe this bear will find him wherever he is. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad he's he's keeping his his uh, his spirit high. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's uh, horrific. Yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna do but joke in a time like yeah. this? So, personally, I would never tempt fate, challenging a grizzly bear to a rematch. But this guy's built different, I guess. And by built different, I mean his face is now full of nuts and bolts. He is quite literally built different. Now. Yeah, he's he's Jaws from the James Bond movies. Yeah, he's gonna bite that grizzly bear's neck, rip it out. Yeah. Oh, you want to give me a kiss? I'll give seals you a, seals kiss back. I'll give you a kiss. Who would win with a between a <laughs> fight and a seal? Seals kiss back. <laughs> <laughs> Try that in a small town. <laughs> uh. Anyway, let's switch gears now and give a round of applause Woo! to Toyota for. Not only attempting to develop a solid-state battery for their cars, okay, that's pretty cool, with what they claim will allow for more than 900 miles of range by 2027. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, by also making the rendering of this technology look really fucking um, cool <laughs> in the process, uh, particularly, really, it's, it's mostly cool if, you, if you're really into butt stuff. Yeah. And we're just going to read the report from Jalopnik and show the image of their electrolyte containment device because you'll, you'll see... You'll see soon enough what we're talking about. If nothing else, it's great to put on the mantle and kind of show off to, uh -huh. to the techies in your life. What, what's the name of this car? Is it Bussy? <laughs> I'm getting, uh, I just put a pre-order down for the Toyota Bussy. <laughs> and it'll be delivered in 2027. Wait till you see what it runs on. Mm, I love okay, You my plug bussy. it right into the back. We yeah. love Bussy. Yeah. Toyota just announced a partnership with Idemitsu Kosan to work together in developing mass production technology of solid electrolytes, improving productivity and establishing a supply chain to achieve the mass production of all solid state batteries for battery electric vehicles. 
Good for them, we guess. What's more important to us, though, is that the above photo was included in the official press release. The rest were mostly boring photos of businessmen shaking hands, but right in the middle of all those was this gem, a perfect container for showing off the solid electrolyte they plan to use in their batteries. Uh, a simple cylinder, of course, would be much less interesting and futuristic. No, they needed to use a conical container with a flared base to showcase the secret ingredient that's going to allow Toyota to stretch its EV range past 900 miles. <laughs> they should use that in the marketing material. Stretch your mind. You, you start out with a smaller one, and then you work your way up until you're getting 900 miles of range out of this bad boy. Hey, and don't pull it out while driving. No. Baby, this thing is going to do some crazy stuff when it hits 88 miles per hour. Some crazy, smelly stuff. And yeah, that's a see-through butt plug with some energy dust inside. I mean, there's no other way to explain it. And we're not sure how no one noticed this before it went into the official promotional materials. But, I mean, we got to assume that someone knew. And maybe they were too embarrassed to be the one and only person who raised their hand and said, uh, pardon me, that's a butt plug. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to put that target on your head. No, you say something like that and the whole company will be calling you the butt plug expert hey, for the, the rest of your career. the ass man over here. Hey, Hey, let's run this by the butt plug expert to see if we got any... Uh... Dave, you're into butt stuff. <laughs> uh... <laughs> hey, let's get Dave in here. Uh, everyone, hold on. Let's run this promotional material by Dave and see if there's any kinky sex toys in here that we're not aware of. <laughs> Dave's a freak. Let's get our, our resident kinky freak in here to do a little audit of our program. Yeah. After, after last time, after he caught the butt everybody plug... Everybody give Dave a round of applause. This yeah. man knows more about... Ass play than anyone else here, and that's why he's a valued member of our team. He saved us a lot of hassle by by nipping this in the butt yeah. before it went to market. Otherwise, we'd be a laughing stock. So we're going to present him with this award, which, yes, ironically, looks exactly like the, the original prototype. It actually is the original prototype. We didn't know what to do with it, so we. Hey, got, Dave, careful with that. We got a little embossed thing to put on there. That's your trophy, and uh, most people probably wouldn't want this, but since you're so into butt stuff. Uh, I'm sure it'll just add this to your collection. <laughs> Everyone give Dave a round of applause. Hey, no, careful with that, Dave. It is attached to the rest of the trophy, so. Still, say what you want. This, this whole butt plug thing is getting the initiative a lot more press than it would have gotten otherwise. And look, if there's one person who's jealous of this type of coverage, it's got to be Elon Musk. Yeah. He would never make a joke so clever. No, he wouldn't. No. And look, it's it this this uh, it reminds me of another great piece of engineering from almost a decade ago. It's very similar to the massive Christmas tree that was erected in Paris a few years back. And it is look at this. It's a beautiful piece of modern art. What a tree. Yeah, and then let, just to refresh your memory, here's uh, from New York Magazine and their reporting at the time. American artist Paul McCarthy, not to be con confused with the Beat the Meatles guy. Yeah has erected a giant Christmas tree sculpture at Place Vendum in Paris as part of a contemporary art fair. Unfortunately for him, locals are angry because it looks way more like a butt plug than a holiday decoration. Did you see uh, Did you see the AIDS memorial that they put up in Palm Springs recently? No. You know, Palm, so Palm Springs is a desert community about 90 minutes from LA. It's uh, pretty famously uh, one of the earlier sort of gay enclaves. Mm -hmm. After uh, the Rat Pack. Uh, yeah. yeah became a... uh, so there's an AIDS memorial there. Uh, a lot of people are like, that looks like an anus. Mm -hmm. And after seeing those comments, it, yeah, 
I can't unsee that that is, it's a fucking anus on an AIDS statue. Wow. The art world sure is mysterious, isn't it? But it gets the point across. It really does. Gets people talking. That's yeah. the whole point. Really that, starts a conversation. That's how it started. Yeah. In the butt. And uh, now you'll get people taking pictures there and spreading awareness. Yeah. Spreading awareness. <laughs> but speaking of butt stuff, we regret to inform you that people still cannot behave themselves in public. And the biggest, most important news to come out of New York Comic Con this past weekend is that someone took a shit right in the middle of the show floor. Just bloop, boop. This Done. is what happens when the actors can't do any press or promo. Yeah. They have to come up with new exciting ways to get into the newspapers. These cons have been boring as shit for years. It's, it's good to have some excitement back in the mix. People are finally out in public, dressing up and shitting on the floor. As God intended. Yeah. Here's Bleeding Cool with some incredible investigative journalism. Someone just took a dump on the show floor of New York Comic Con. I'm just going to repeat the headline. I mean, what more can I say? Earlier this evening at New York Comic Con, someone took a dump on the show floor. As reported to Bleeding Cool, the offending feces, the British spelling, <laughs> the offending feces, were found on the pathway leaving the autograph session area on the NYCC show floor, left there by someone who clearly did not have enough time to get where they needed to go. And needed to go. I asked my trusted Bleeding Cool source for a photo of the poo in question, but was told, I'll be honest, I almost took a photo, but then I realized I would have a picture of that on my phone, and I could not do it. They did have an area where they were cleaning it up, and it was not very interesting. They did some decontamination stuff, but that's about it. Yeah, pretty standard. Now, to be clear, there were conflicting reports as to whether this was a man-made dump or the work of an animal. Some spiteful animal. Just hell-bent on punishing humans once again. It's one of those service animals. That's right. It was cosplaying as a service animal, but it really didn't belong there, probably. Mm. Uh, one Twitter user stated, A Comic-Con first. Apparently, lines were so long in the autograph area, someone actually shit themselves. I heard some screams, and then the smell came around. Ugh. Walked over to see security blocking the area. I wish I saw it happen, and what costume they were wearing. Ugh. But another person refuted that claim, blaming it on a dog. The classic blame game. Oh, that was a dog. Uh-huh. If that was in the autograph area, I can confirm that a dog did it. I saw them cleaning it up. So the uh, Comic-Con pooper remains elusive. And I don't think this is the first time that poop has appeared on the floor of Comic-Con. Absolutely not. I feel like we've reported on this before. Um, also, speaking of people behaving badly, of all the bands to stop a show in the middle of the show because of fans being weird and not respecting boundaries or doing weird shit, Death Grips... Yeah. Had to like stop the middle of a show and just walked off stage because the crowd became unruly, even for them. Every every band that has like a Gen Z following, yeah. Uh, it, the, uh, the TikTok generation has ruined live music. Luckily, all the bands I like are only enjoyed by uh, people my age and older <laughs> who all roughly fit the same physical profile as me. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I've noticed more and more at some recent shows and. It's just very funny. But uh, yeah, those, those bands that the TikTok gen like, they're just like fucking throwing shit on stage. They're throwing their phones on stage. We saw this with like Pink had like someone's ashes thrown on stage. Yeah, there but, was like, uh, reports about like it previous Death Grips shows. It's been getting worse and worse. Like someone pissed in the pit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just this like... Someone, remember when someone pooped in the mosh pit last year during, uh, I forget what band it was, but uh, someone pooped right uh, in the mosh pit. Yeah, it's just this performative, just like, I got to be the craziest fan. Yeah. Um, Nobody's impressed. You're ruining the yeah, show Yeah, you are actively ruining the show. And in the case of Death Grips, like, they, 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 the show ended. Yeah. Because people kept throwing shit at them. 
I don't know if you're actually a fan of these bands, but there was a tweet over the weekend because there was like for four nights there was death cap for cutie and postal service shows, and the tweet yeah. was like. Uh, uh, we've got a report of a crime in progress at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay, what's the description? Uh, white male, bearded, age 35 <laughs> to 40. And then the cop, like, looking, dropping a cigarette out of his mouth uh, and saying, Mother of God. Never been a never been a Death Cab fan. Uh, Postal Service a little bit. But, yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure if I did attend, although I would never attend at that price, <laughs> Hollywood Bowl's fucking bullshit. Mm. I'm sure it would just be a sea of, of me. Yeah. Like that... I never saw the the, the Ant Man movie, but like the end scene, just uh, a bunch of uh, the the bad guy clapping and hooting and, and hollering. Yeah. But, the, but just me, guys that look like me. Yeah. What a scene. What a scene. What a scene. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we of course have to thank you so much for the incredible generosity that you've shown uh, for your uh, donations uh, to the Palestine Children's Children's Fund, and it's it's just always humbling to see all of you turn out for such a good cause. And uh, it always warms our heart to see the type of viewers that we've been able to gain over the years and how generous you guys are when we put things like this up on the video. So we do want to say thank you for your donations. If you haven't done it yet and you feel like it, uh, the link will be uh, right below the video here. But we were able to cross over $10,000 yeah. uh, in just over 24 hours, which, again, incredible. Um, let's see if we can beat Hassan's uh, half a million dollars, which we're right around the corner. Uh... <laughs> But uh, all of it is good, obviously, and thank you so much. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll, we'll be back with tech news, but in the meantime, please like the video. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. I, I saw you almost go for it. Like the video. Come on. There you go. go. And if you want more shows, we have a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News and an episode of News Dump over here. They're both fun. Watch both of them. We got Oysters and George Santos. George Santos had a big blow up over the weekend. Uh... That motherfucker is not real. <laughs> Basically that, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have both of those videos for you. Like the video, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.